Hey, everybody, welcome to the Art of Relationship Show. Oop, my camera's a little blurry. Um, Going to be talking about how to stop dwelling on, let's face it, problems, issues, challenges. They're always brought up. Um, I'm going to be uh, fixing my camera in a little bit, okay? So I'm going to get into it. Don't go anywhere uh, talking about how to stop problems in your relationship. And they keep coming up a year, two years, 10 years, 20 years later, okay? So don't go anywhere. There we go. A lot better uh, camera. (coughs) Sorry about the blurriness at the beginning, people. Um, Just had to reset or turn the camera on and off again, and it fixed. Great. So you can join in the live chat down below, people, and I'd love to. I I need a tech guru. No kidding. Um, I just need the money to pay for one, huh? (laughs) I have everything going on. I've self-taught, right? (coughs) Uh, Capture card. Everybody's going to say, what the hell is a capture card, right? Um talking about uh, live streaming and all that aspect, okay? So talking about how to stop dwelling on issues or problems in a relationship. <coughs> Excuse me. And as always, um, I, I get couples in my office basically on a daily basis. Maybe they get together five years, 10 years, one year, 20, 30 years. And right off the jump, Greg, you know what? We've been dealing with this problem forever, right? So many years. So it's been going on for a long time that she or he will not let an issue go. Okay. It's very common. So first we have to look at what has been done, you know, to heal that issue, to heal that problem. Right. And if the problem is still going on and still dwelling with one person or another, that's going to tell me one of two things. Okay. Number one, was their genuine remorse and guilt delivered to the person that was hurt, disrespected, that type of element? Was there a genuine, uh, you know what, I'm sorry, going on? Was it heartfelt? Was it genuine remorse in the actions taken not to duplicate that behavior again, okay? And number two, I look at, you know, is that person able to heal from whatever happened. Okay. And we need to look at, of course, the severity of the issue. Let's be honest. Okay. There's a difference between, Oh, oops, sorry. I bumped into you versus someone found out they got cheated on. Okay. Or there's been a physical domestic violence situation and somebody, Oh, I already said, I'm sorry. And the next day, like it never happened. Okay. So that's when I said that remorse, that genuine heartfelt guilt, has to be delivered to the severity of the event that occurred, right? Be it cheating, be it, you know, oops, I bumped into you, accidentally bumped into you type of situation, okay? Walking, you know, by each other in the hallway or trying to get around each other, getting clothes out of the dryer, whatever it is, okay? You need to look at how that impacted that person, number one. You know, one person might think, oh, you should be done and over with it. I already said, I'm sorry. And it's been a day, a week later. Oh, you should be healed from it. Who cares if I cheated? 
it doesn't work that way. So we need to look at the severity of the issue or the challenge. And number one, I'm going to ask, was that situation, did that person get that was hurt, betrayed, whatever it was, did they feel like their partner was very remorseful and genuine apologetic, okay? Not just lip service. Oh, I'm sorry, now shut up and leave me alone about it. That doesn't work. That's what's very, very, very crucial and important is to try to manage about that genuine remorse and guilt. Not only manage it, but deliver in the form that was needed to that person. Plain and simple, right? And how many people... It could be your kid, right? Your kid still holds a grudge over you and you're like, oh my God, aren't you over it? It's the same thing, okay? Romantic relationships, friendship, family relationships, let's be honest, where you need to go over and make sure that person actually felt that there was a genuine apology delivered that worked for them, okay? How many people, right, will check, let's be honest, (coughs) that'll check. A day later, hey, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? And again, it depends on the severity of the issue, right? You might not check in, oh, I accidentally bumped you. Now, if you accidentally bump somebody, they fell over and cut their head open or broke an arm or broke a leg, right? More severe type of situation. Oh, are you okay? Is there something I can get you? How's the pain? You know what? I'm so sorry. Again, that doesn't mean you kiss each other's booties, okay? That's maybe for more intimate pleasure, right? (laughs) But are you able to look at the genuine remorse and guilt that is delivered? Again, I know I'm repeating myself, but it's so crucial. It's so important to look at what has been going on to heal that pain. So we don't, you know, keep dwelling on the issues that 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 issue is healed. It's done. It's, you know what, already healed. The heart is healed. That's crucial. So what is done and what are you doing to check in on the person that was hurt or maybe embarrassed or disrespected? Whatever the situation is, are you okay? Is there something I can do? Yeah, make sure it doesn't happen again. Now, what happens, another situation that I run into, there's some people that have, they've been holding on this grudge or holding on this situation. And it's been going on for a year, five years, 20 years. I I have people that have been holding on to stuff for 27 years. And let's be honest, they don't clue their partner in that it's still an issue. And all of a sudden it comes up in session and they're like, well, they can't even remember the event or what happened in that situation. Now, if it's more severe, like a cheating situation, a domestic violence situation, they should remember that, okay? But talking, bumping into somebody or maybe it was embarrassed somebody in front of people. Um, And again, I'm not talking that's not severe, not at all. But I'm looking at, you know, are you cluing that person in that they hurt you? Because they might not have any idea or they might think, oh, I'm sorry, and it's done and over with. But it's really not that you're still hurt, you're devastated, you need more comfort, more support from your person, from your partner to get the pain or what you were feeling that they did. And this goes for unintentional as well as intentional events. Sometimes we can be very intentional with our actions, but we still do damage and hurt. And that doesn't mean, oh, I didn't mean to do that. So why should I be sorry? No. 
You get me? I'm huge on intent versus impact. And if you listen to the show, I am talking about that. Hey, Instagram, appreciate it. To be able to look at, you know, no matter if it's not intentional, okay, we still need to own that, still need to connect with our person about the hurt or devastation that was done and make sure that we're not going to do it again. So when we, you know, keep dwelling on an issue, we need to go after number one, was there gender remorse and guilt? Number two, check in with the severity of the issue, the impact. Like I said, we might think it's not a big deal, but it's devastating to that person. So we need to be able to go after it and check in with them to make sure everything's cool and everything's good, right? Next, if you are the one that was hurt, devastated, embarrassed, disrespected, whatever, okay, are you telling your person what was going on? Some people will right away, right? They'll yell and scream, I can't believe you did it, did it. Some people will remain silent forever. You can tell something's wrong and you go, oh, are you okay? Everything, yeah, I'm fine, right? And I threw an acronym on Facebook about what fine means, right? And I'm not going to get into that here, but that's where I want you to be able to look at those situations about are you cluing your person in that they hurt you? Again, in the severity of that pain and hurt and devastation, because some people, they won't do it. Oh, it's not a big deal, or they don't want to cause an argument or a fight. (coughs) Excuse me. So they hold on to it, and then it comes out a year later, five years later, 20 years, 30 years later. I'm telling you, people, I've been working with this um, situation and with couples for over two decades, and it doesn't surprise me. When someone comes in, oh, my God, they've been dealing with this or holding on to it for 20 years, 30 years, or it comes out in session and the partner has no idea, can't remember what even happened, and the other person is holding on to it, and it's been 30 years, okay? Um, Can't expect your partner to be a mind reader. No, not, absolutely not. Uh, Silence media, absolutely, and I definitely uh, respect that. So we need to be able to clue them in in the depths of the pain or devastation that was caused. And if you were the one that caused that, and again, it's not we're talking about no matter if it's intentional or not, not intentional, you need to be able to connect with that and not water it down, not discredit it. Oh, why are you upset? It wasn't my intention anyways. No, we still need to connect with the pain. We still need to connect with the hurt that was caused. So that person knows, you know what? They really get me, right? So we need to make sure that it gets healed and done. And I say done and over with, but I'd rather use the term healed because done and over with almost seems like it's dismissive, right? That it's a person that did the hurting that goes after it and looks at, you know, what was going on. Like it's no big deal. And it is a big deal. Hey, Mohammed, I appreciate it. I love your paintings. Oh, cool. I don't have a close-up, but it might be blurred out with the bulk of background on my phone. No, I appreciate it. Thanks. Um, I'll get into that <laughs> I another time. I had them blown up on, I think it's easycanvas.com uh, to get off subject. Easycanvas.com. I had pictures and they blew them up on canvas, put them on, make some looks like uh, paintings. And they do a great job. I need them to sponsor the show, actually. So, no, I appreciate it. Um, Looking at, 
again, you know, in the priority, right? If something is still going on or you have a lot of issues that are ongoing, you know, people are still dwelling on issue. He's dwelling on it. She's dwelling on the issue, that type of aspect. But that's where you need to be able to look at. Um, are you able to prioritize them? And a lot of people will look at, you know, what? oh, we'll push this off. We'll push this off. And to be able to look at the situation of what is a priority of problems that keep coming up or they're the same problems that keep existing. Everybody's heard that term, right? Oh, Greg, you know what? We never seem to resolve our issues. I get it. So how many people, you could have five issues, right? Maybe 10, 20, whatever, right? But how many people look at prioritizing those issues? And a lot of people will go in reverse. What I mean in reverse is they'll look at deal with the small ones and they could be done and over with. Absolutely. My philosophy, I like to flip the script and do things differently, okay? To be able to look at, are you able to handle the biggest issue first, okay? Maybe it's a trust. Maybe it is financial issues. You know, how can we solve this issue? Whatever those priorities are to you, are you able to handle the biggest priority, the biggest issue first, like rebuilding trust, for instance, okay? What is needed to put that in stake and maybe it'll make all the little ones easier to deal with, okay? And I know a lot of people like to do the, you know, reverse pyramid, if you will, or maybe the pyramid, they do the little and then go up to the biggest issue, right? Well, by the time you get to the biggest issue, that might dig deep so much that it could, you know, sort of cause the relationship demise as I trip over my tongue. I apologize. So I want you to look at a lot of people will deal with little issues first and that's fine. That's great. Okay. That's why it's important with to stop dwelling or deal with issues so they don't keep going on. I'm huge at going after the biggest issues first. Okay. Because that'll make the little issues, you know, sort of be easier to take care of down the road. And that big issue when it's getting resolved and it's a priority and getting, you know, dealt with, you know what, you're not going to have that big issue sticking you in the ribs down the road and cause all of a sudden it's, you know, if it's trust issues, for instance, oh, we'll deal with the little one. We'll get to the trust issue because it's awkward. It's uncomfortable. I understand that. Okay. That's where I want you to be able to deal with it because if that trust issue or whatever that issue is down the road, Okay. If it's still there a year, two, three, four, five years in a row, the relationship or marriage might not survive that. You get me? That's why I'm huge at going after the biggest issue, the most priority um, aspect that's going on. So the problem can be healed and it doesn't keep going on because let's face it, the biggest issue, if that's still an issue, people can make those smaller ones exacerbated, right? They can all of a sudden, you know, magnify little issues because of that one big main issue, trust, a betrayal, money, lack of sex, whatever it is, that's the big issue in your relationship that you are able to handle that. So it doesn't, those little ones don't become magnified. And it's like, it gets, you know, projected, it gets redirected. Also that little issue that isn't really a big issue becomes a big issue because the overwhelming, the biggest issue is not healed. That's why I go after the biggest issue first and try to help couples 
and individuals heal those so then we can handle those aspects. Hey, Marley, I appreciate you, uh, everybody joining up. Um, hey, uh, appreciate you on Instagram. Um, as always, you know, you look at it, you know, what is the biggest issue? And is it an important factor on the relationship? Okay. Now you look at, you both could have two opposing views. Let's be honest, right? You might think it's not a big issue. Your partner thinks it's a huge issue. Hello there. Appreciate it. Peace. But you need to look on it. Number one, when it's dwelling on a problem, again, prioritizing the issue, how important of a factor is it on the relationship as a whole? Okay. Cheating, I would say that's a big issue, right? Or maybe not feeling loved, not feeling appreciated, desired. Those type of aspects that I talk about often, those are a big issue on the relationship, right? So now one person might think it's not a big deal, but the other partner feels it's very, very important and crucial. And this is where I look at now, is that issue, if it's not a huge important issue on a relationship, according to one person, does one of the individual in the relationship feel like it cuts across their morals, their values, the essence of who they are, then that will become a priority and a huge issue, right? And what do you do to understand that and, you know, sort of spend that attention to understand what the problem is, the depths of the problem, and to heal it? What exactly is needed? to heal that situation. And a lot of problems, you might know what the problem are. You might know um, the severity of the issue. And that's why problems keep coming up because maybe what you believe is needed to heal that with your person isn't exactly what your person needs. So that's where that conversation needs. Hey, what can I do to heal this, to help heal this, to make things better? And that's where I want you to be able to work on the problem to be able to communicate and to be able to look at the situation, to be able to to handle that and work towards healing that issue, okay? Now, if the person doesn't have a clue what to do and their intentions are great, but it doesn't work, then that person is still going to dwell on it because it's still an issue because their needs are not being met as far as having maybe genuine remorse, like I talked about at the beginning, that the compassion and care, or simply that, you know, what is being done to heal that or connect and, you know, maybe resolve that problem or chance in a relationship is not working for one of you. So you need to go after and look at and explain and express what exactly is needed to solve a problem and to heal with it. It's easier when the problem might be, you know, maybe parenting or a kid or finance, we can work together and take money from this account or whatever and pay this bill and wait on this bill, that type of situation. But when it's more severe and it's more of a heart and soul issue with one of the persons, it makes it a lot more difficult because it almost comes across like a you against me. And that's what I want to stop. That's where I need, okay, we have this problem. The problem is the issue, not you, not me. And what do we do to heal that? Okay. The problem is, and again, if say I cheated, okay, I want to understand, yeah, I'm the one that caused that problem. That's different. Okay. Oh, we need to repair the deck or, you know, the front porch, the step fell apart. So what do we do to fix it? Right. That does stuff. It doesn't really have emotional bearing on 
too many people, right? I don't want someone to get hurt, but if it's someone like cheating or they, you know, they spent the mortgage or rent money, that's a big issue, right? So when it's more emotionally ingrained in one person, it becomes more difficult. And that's when you need to own that situation and connect with that pain that was caused and make sure it doesn't happen again. Okay. So hopefully you can use some of these tips. Oh, here we go. What if you don't know what is needed to heal from said problem? That is, that's a great question. And this is what I'm, I'm talking about. If you don't know, that might be a time to, Hey, you know what? Let's think about it. Let talk about it. And sometimes, well, if you don't know, whatever, right. That's where uh, somebody might not know. That's why they reach out for me for help. They might not know how to fix or solve a problem. That's where we can work together as a team and look at, hey, if I don't know, you know what? Let me think about it. Let me try to figure out what is needed. And would that person, hey, I, I have some ideas that might help. Would this work? And you can brainstorm together. I'm thinking maybe, you know, if you feel sad, do you need space or do you need an embrace and comfort reassured your love? Again, everybody is different. And this is where if you don't know what it is that's needed to fix a problem, you know what? Can you take time and say, come back, hey, let me think about it and get back to you or, you know, write you or talk to you about what is needed, what I could really need that would help heal this problem that we have going on or that you can brainstorm together to try to work as a team on the problem or reach out for professional help. Absolutely. Right. It's like if you're doing a home improvement project or you have a leaky pipe in the basement or leaking underneath the kitchen sink and water going all over the place and you have no idea to kill it or, you know, you have no idea how to fix it. You have no clue, inkling. You're not familiar with plumbing, that type of stuff. You call a plumber, right? So that's a situation if you don't know how to fix it. Part of problem solving is looking for solutions, looking for people that can help you find those solutions. And that's where I come in, right? Or, you know, someone that is, you know, fully licensed, uh, you know, with marriage counselor, couples counselor, relationship, a sex counselor like I am, or somebody that really knows and gets you that can help with that problem. And that's a great question because everybody assumes they automatically need, oh, I need this to fix a problem. Well, you might think that that's going to heal and fix a problem. And then a week later, you realize that's not what I need. And that's where both partners need to understand, hey, you know what? Oh, I thought you needed this and I did this. So it should be done and over with. You get me? That's where you need to be more flexible and understanding. And that's where compassion and empathy comes in to be able to heal. Okay, that didn't work. Let's try to find something to wherever to look at what is needed in that situation. Mr. Potato, <laughs> I love you. Uh-oh. <clears throat> Mr. Potato Head, right? No. <laughs> I know I need to I need to hit the gym uh again to get my uh, physique back anyways. So, um check those out. Check out my website theartofrelationships.org. Um find me on YouTube. You can look up all my videos, all my shows. Hopefully a lot smoother than this one today. Do um Look under Love Guru Greg on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all over the place, okay? And my website is theartofrelationships.org. And to let you know, um, I just had a new website design. I appreciate Fusion Marketing. It's been a nightmare uh, with another company, and that's 
a whole nother issue. <clears throat> but the new website, check it out and look under. I do have a few self-help courses, premarital, early relationship counseling, healing after an affair in 28 days to ignite your relationship. And I have more coming. So check those out um, under the art of relationships.org. Peace and love to everybody out there. Okay. Uh, take care, everybody. Enjoy the day and let's keep spreading love out. There.